0: Hello everybody and welcome to uh, episode 39 of Two Years Away. Um, I'm Steve and I'm here with my fabulous co-host Brett and we are excited to bring one of our most favorite episodes um, of the year today. Brett, how are you doing on this fantastic evening?
1: I am just full of ec- just I'm just ecstatic I you know I was about to say full of ecstasy and that would have a totally different connotation so I am ecstatic it is officially the second night of the NBA season so you know a little bit later than usual but it doesn't matter we are here doing this podcast and that's what matters I apologize for any weird echoes uh, still working on getting the audio set up at my new place so we're working on it
0: right you know it's very possible for you to be both. Full of ecstasy and ecstatic, so um, even though that, a question, that, indeed uh, do not That is be, that is
1: why I was I was clarifying.
0: Do not be bashful about exclaiming your ecstatic state of ecstasy that you're in. Um, <laughs> I'm in an ecstatic state of ecstasy as well. You know why? No, because I don't. Because on today's episode, uh, we are going to be doing our 30 teams in 60 minutes. Uh, segment today which is a fan favorite and a favorite amongst the the hosts as well
1: this is correct and i will correct you it is approximately 60 minutes so uh no more no more than 60 minutes
0: there is there's margin of error there we want to be as scientifically correct as uh we possibly can describing these such things um, but brett before we dive in i will have to ask you very briefly how have you been running the damn ball recently
1: yeah, so uh, my my new place came with cable, so getting that installed, just really running the damn ball, kind of exploring around. The first thing I saw was that uh, the day that my cable got installed, NBA TV was playing a February nineteen ninety eight game between the San Antonio Spurs and the Minnesota Timberwolves. So naturally, I just dove right in and just had myself a very nice afternoon watching watching uh, some some uh, you know young young KG and uh, David Robinson duke it out. So really been enjoying that recently.
0: What a fun way! Uh, what a fun way to break your new place in. Oh I mean, congratulations, Brett! Thank on you, being a homeowner. I know. Thank you. Uh, both myself and the rest of the uh, podcast ecosystem and two years away fan base is incredibly, uh, incredibly happy for you, and we hope you enjoy your uh, your new home and your new recording studio.
1: I appreciate that.
0: I've been running the damn ball recently um, in a very specific way that I may have talked about in prior podcasts before, but as as many of you who are uh, religious listeners know, um, I recently procured a, a car, um, and for really the first time ever, I successfully parallel parked it in a spot that I wasn't expecting to. And you know, it's one Ooh. thing to, you know, there's some parallel parking spots that are easier to get into, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of space. right on a street where there's not too much pressure. You know, you you can take your time, you know, you can screw up. But I'm telling you, I was, I fit myself in between like a tiny Prius and like a big, um, you know, kind of like a commercial van type thing. Uh, It was quite the experience. Um, And I, you know, utilized the backup camera really well for the first time. And, you know, in two turns and it was amazing. Um, and I didn't pay a dollar for that spot. So I will remember that uh, forever in, in history.
1: I am also, first of all, congratulations on purchasing a car. And uh, I am very proud of you. That's that's a big move for both of those things, parallel parking and the car ownership.
0: Thank you. Um, and and um, I'm, I'm sure the listeners are glad that we can move on from talking about the useless things that we do in our life, talk about the things that they really tuned in to listen to today um so we will set the ground rules for you here um for those of you that aren't familiar with how this segment works uh effectively because we're doing this virtually it's gonna be a little bit different than um when we do it normally but here's here's the situation brett and i have taken two sheets of eight by eleven paper and uh i'm gonna i'm
1: gonna correct you on that one i have a legal pad
0: believe the legal pad is still 8 by 11, but well, no, the like
1: a mini one, a mini. Oh,
0: okay. Well, all right. All right. I just want to set off. the records straight. Already off to a rocky start here. What we've done <laughs> is we've taken that paper and um, without a scissor, without any sort of um, ruler type thing, we have ripped it into, uh, well, Brett has ripped it into 16 pieces on his end. I've ripped a, a piece of paper in 16 pieces on my end, and we uh, have... Handwritten each of the, the team names uh, onto these pieces of paper and put them in a hat. Uh, Brett has the Western Conference. I'm sorry, Brett has nope. the Western Conference. I have the Western Conference. And the
1: way and, we and eat- to clarify what what kind of hat are you using? This is I'm important. Using no, like what, what is on the hat? Who is the hat stands for?
0: The hat. It is the Chicago Cubs hat. Okay.
1: Do people want to know?
0: They do. Um, So we have combined 32 pieces of manually ripped up paper with handwritten team names on them that we're going to draw from. We are going in no particular order other than the order that the fates want. Uh, The only. rule that we're going to impose on this is we're going to alternate. like you know, Brett will go first. uh, I'll go after that and we'll just alternate. We have a maximum of two minutes to say whatever we want to about the team that we choose, and then we move on. Um, Likely, for your benefit, we will not spend two minutes on every team because uh, I can guarantee you that uh, there's nobody in the world that wants to hear us talk about the Washington Wizards for more than 15 seconds. Um, So we we will do you the courtesy of preventing you from having to deal with that. Now, you may be thinking, wait a second. 16 plus 16 equals 32. There are only 30 teams in the NBA. What the hell? Why can't you guys do math? And I, I will. Well, I, I
1: can't. So that's a good question. We'll,
0: we'll respond so. to that thing. Uh, you're going to be in for a surprise on those other two pieces of paper. Um, and so with that, Brett, did I miss anything there?
1: No, I don't believe so. Except uh, I just to clarify for, and set the record straight, I am uh, procuring my pieces of paper out of a hat for Buck Wild Brewing. Uh, shout out Buck Wild Brewing. Big fan.
0: Are they paying us for
1: that? They're not. I'm doing it out of the goodness of my heart. Shout out gluten free beers. Wow.
0: Um, wow, you are one of a kind. Um, <laughs> and with with that, we will uh, we will dive right in. Brett, would you like to go first?
1: I would. All right. So first team. Uh, the first team is Frank Vogel's Orlando Magic. Uh, for those of you unaware, I routine I won one podcast uh, made a huge mistake. And uh, maybe two years after Steve Clifford was named the head coach of the Orlando Magic instead of uh, Frank Vogel, kept referring to I believe three or four times in one episode uh, the Steve Clifford at, or Frank Vogel as the coach of the Orlando Magic. So as now canon. Um, all right, so the the Orlando Magic, um, the two two first round two top ten picks uh, brought in Jalen Suggs, brought in Franz Wagner. Uh, Steve Clifford is no longer the coach, also, so I have to get that straight too. And I forgot Otto Porter was there. Um, Jamal Mosley, interesting coaching candidate. I don't, I don't know what else. They're gonna be bad.
0: To me, this is all about the Wagner family reunion here in Orlando. Because for those of you that may not remember, Mo Wagner's on the team too. Um, So you know, there's gonna be a lot of just stuff that goes on there has to do with that. Look, um, I don't think this team's gonna be very good there. Um, And frankly. You know, uh, I mean, they, they lucked out getting Suggs because, you know, he has the potential to be a star. And going to happen this year. Uh, so, I, I really don't have anything more to say. Other than yeah,
1: that. I think just take a look, see how the young guys look. And, uh, you know, they're going to be bad enough to to make it make it into the top echelons of the lottery. So, that's what we're expecting out of them this year.
0: All right, team number two, the Denver Nuggets. Ooh. Um, So, okay. All uh, right. I think you know the question with these guys to me really becomes like, can they contend for the finals? Um, really had like a had bad luck last year with with Murray going down, um, but like also I, I I thought going into that series with the Suns last year that it was like a winnable series for them even with the injury. So I, I mean I know they they didn't have their full arsenal but i mean we're now at the point where like the nuggets go through this phase every year where they like overachieve in the regular season they underperform in the postseason where does that lead them
1: yeah i mean i i think we, we also have to say that you know i think the injuries were really really a huge difference maker losing uh you know i i think uh Jamal Murray, obviously, is a big one. Um, but I think I think they dealt with some other injuries in the playoffs last year, too. Um, but they also, you know, basically brought the entire crew back, uh, re-signing Will Barton, bringing back to Michael Green, keeping Austin Rivers and actually bringing in, in Jeff Green, which I think, you know, more more uh, kind of forward depth will be will be good. Um, I, I don't think there's any reason to expect Nicole Jokic drops off talent or, you know, skills wise, talent wise, numbers wise. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it all comes down to honestly, like matchups in the postseason. Would, would that not be your kind of opinion there?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, it's just the question is, like, who do they have? Uh, I mean, we're not going to get into today into, like, the hierarchy of the West and everything, but, like, I mean, I feel like on paper these guys look good from a matchup perspective, um, you know, good. so it's going to come down to, like, can they execute with Jokic, like, running the point and things in close games, you know, and can they stay healthy? But I don't know that even – if those, the answer to those questions are yes, but I can still say that they're like the favorite in the West.
1: I think that's fair. I, I don't think you can call them a favorite in the West, but they'll be contenders. Yeah. Alright, on to the next. The Indiana Pacers. A very kind of interesting deal uh, linked to trying to at least pursue Ben Simmons in the offseason. Uh, new head coach Rick Carlisle kind of trying to bring some order after firing two coaches in two years. Um, brought in Tory Craig, drafted Chris Duarte, both of which, you know, these guys should should be ready to play. Uh, and then lost Doug McDermott, brought back TJ McConnell on a bigger contract than any any one of us um, could have kind of expected. I guess the, the big question is, like, what is the goal for the Pacers?
0: I think the like, goal... Uh, get back to the playoffs and win a first round series like I I think I mean you look you look at their roster and it's definitely like a roster that can can compete you know they'll yeah um I mean I know there's like some health issues with 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 Karras and with Warren um you know I mean
1: oh yeah no go for it go for it
0: sorry like it still seems unclear whether Sabonis and Turner can like play together uh, I don't think that
1: I think I think they they you know they dangle Turner and see what they can get for him. Sabonis is really coming into his own and you know can kind of maintain the focal point of that offense role especially with with a guy like Brogdon there working in the pick the, and roll with the, him. The,
0: the thing is like you know so like with the typical Pacers team like it it feels like a good year for them is like just playing solid, getting the four seed and then like beating a Miami or like a a bad Boston team. Yeah. Like, that just seems like – and I would say in, like, a normal year that, like, that could be doable for them this year. But the East is better. Like, they, they yep. might be eight seed with the roster the way it is. Um, and so, like, yeah, they're kind of in no man's land, which sucks. Because, like, I mean, I, I think the, the jury's still out on what Karras' ceiling is. But I don't right. know that the guys that they have on there have, like, the ceiling to be game changers on a roster they're all just really solid yeah. players and i think that's that but you, there's a floor on that you know I'm sorry. yeah with the exception with
1: these yeah with the exceptions honest. i'd say they're like a relatively high floor low ceiling team and that's
0: yeah
1: not that much different than what we've seen from Indiana in the past all right what's up next
0: um, we are going to go with the golden state warriors um okay well i guess you know the big thing with them is they're probably going to be healthy this year for like the first time in forever I mean I think you know Steph really carried them last year um un- unclear whether um you know like you can do that for another year um uh, and honestly like I mean I think we all agree that like they did some questionable things in the uh, draft, like the- taking Kaminga, yes. Yeah. the pick with Kaminga, but I look at this team and I don't honestly—they might not make the playoffs. Like as I'm looking up and down it. Yeah,
1: if I think if Clay is healthy and they get solid cont- and Wiseman comes back and they, you know, they can get contributions out of Otto Porter and Iguodala and actually Bielita looked really good last night in their win over the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I, it's. As much as it's weird to say about this version of the Warriors, like they have a ceiling in in this version of the West, and I think I'm th- maybe a little higher than I think they'll make the playoffs. But I mean, that doesn't really mean much given the I, expectations I, we've had.
0: We could probably say, like, we could probably name eight teams in the West that are better than them. It's entirely. I
1: mean, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm. I'm. I think it could. Um, but yeah, it also depends on if Steph just kind of runs out of gas at a certain point, and what what they actually can get out of Clay, because you know you you need people need to score points, and that's yeah. how you win basketball.
0: The wild card is really whether like Moody and Domingo are like legitimate contributors this year. That'd be like yeah,
1: know,
0: better. But I just don't yeah, that.
1: that's that's totally reasonable. All right, we have. The Charlotte Hornets, who you know, and ended up with uh, um, some interesting draft stuff happening. Um, they kind of fell into James Booknight. Uh, they, they and Kai Jones, which you know, for given where they stood in the draft, very solid picks. If 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 not, you know, guys that might take a couple years. Lost Terry Rozier, um, but brought in Kelly Oubre and everyone's favorite Mason Plumlee, uh, which was that was one of the weirder trades I remember happening, but. Um, Honestly, like that kind of that kind of puts them in the playoffs conversation, right? Like, I think that's pretty reasonable.
0: Well, I think they were. I mean, they were in it last year too, until like you know until Lamella got hurt. I actually kind of right. just agreed. I mean, I don't know. Like, I uh, they they've got something going there. That's like. We, like it, there's weird energy there with like Lamelo and everyone like kind of already crowning him as a superstar. Like Hayward is super super productive and like you know the highlight reel plays they get out of Bridges I think are as, as much as it's hard for me to admit like it's kind of cool you know and, and PJ Washington kind of coming in and like I I don't know I like I think I think I would actually wouldn't be surprised if they take a step back there though because I just I feel like they were what. They were ambushing people last year. I don't know if they're gonna do that. People it's are like, ready
1: for them this year.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. I just I think
1: that like given a year to gel, especially with Lomelo at the head of the offense, like I they kind of got off to a slow start last year, and I think that might be negated this year. Um but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how they actually play as a team for more than a bit. And I know people aren't sold on Berigo as a coach, but you know, he hasn't had a ton to work with recently. So Definitely, definitely a, a, a league pass team this year, though.
0: All right, they're the fun. Sacramento Kings. Um, so, I mean, oh, boy, the, the weirdest thing that I've heard about this team is like what's going on with Bagley. So, yeah,
1: like, he,
0: didn't, he didn't agree to an extension. Maybe we should talk about that a little bit. He didn't agree to an extension, and now he I don't know that one was
1: ever really offered.
0: Yeah, well, and now they're just, like, saying he's not even going to be, like, in the rotation. So, like, what the hell yeah. is
1: going on I don't know. I mean, they brought in, what? They re-signed Rashawn Holmes. I mean, Alex Lennon and Tristan Thompson aren't anything to write home about. I guess they're trying to make a point, but I don't know what that point is. Um, bringing back Rashawn Holmes on a deal that's basically, like, less than 12 a year is really, really good. Um, they drafted Davion Mitchell. Um, who actually should fit pretty well alongside uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who had a hell of a rookie year, and, um, and De'Aaron Fox. But, like, eh? eh? Like, what are they I, doing with still with Buddy Heald on the roster?
0: I really, really like the Mitchell pick. I think that's all I have to add. This team's not making the playoffs.
1: No, no. I'm interested to see if Luke Walton rides out the season. Uh, my turn. I
0: know.
1: I just heard Oh, I heard you rustling. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so an interesting offseason, um, especially, you know, bringing in some scoring, some scoring punch for the bench. Um, you brought in Patty Mills is kind of a veteran guy there. He drafted uh, Cam Thomas, who, I, you know, I think we both were on record as loving that pick for them. Um, Daron Sharp was interesting. They brought back Blake Griffin. They re-signed LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, James Johnson, Javon Carter, um, the, I mean, the, the, the elephant in the room is Kyrie. Like he, he is single-handedly putting a cap on their ceiling. Um, him not being there right now is letting Harden do a lot more on ball, which, you know, that works a lot, but I mean, this team still can't really defend anybody. And that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna hurt when you don't have one of the best, like shot creators and playmakers in the game available
0: yeah i mean yeah there's not really much else to say like i i think yeah i mean i don't know what Kyrie's doing we all know that kevin Durant is a historical footnote so we don't need to get into that um but in all seriousness like i think this team's gonna have trouble with matchups in the playoffs like without Kyrie, yeah, I mean, we, not, we saw it last year yeah, like, I mean, and I, I mean, it kind of took a Herculean effort from the Bucks to beat them, but there's, like, teams like the Heat, you know, I, I don't know, there's going to be teams with, with, with more in their arsenal that I think will be prepared to, to come to them, so, you know, we'll just have to see. I do really like, though, their their bench, like, to your first point, the bench scoring that they'll have with Mills and Thomas, and just, like, Griffin and Aldridge, like, I, I think they've got a a really good bench, which serves them well to... Potentially win the the East outright in the regular season. Yeah, I think
1: uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be an interesting season in Brooklyn for sure. What do you got?
0: I've got the Clippers. Um, ah, so yeah, another, another big
1: elephant in the room there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so kind of uh yeah, I think a fascinating uh, a fascinating team with. So, is, is Kawhi out for the full year? Maybe start there.
1: Um, It looks like it. Um, yeah. so, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while.
0: Yeah, that, you know, like, well, on the one hand, you say, okay, you know, well, that really eliminates them as a legitimate contender. On the other hand, if you watch what happened, you know, when he was hurt last year in the playoffs, and you kind of saw Paul George really, like, step up and carry that team, might make you mm-hmm. think that, yeah. And I, I, think on top of that, and then you saw like what Terrence Man, Terrence Man, yeah, and, like you know, there's a pathway for this team to be good. But like, I just, I mean, frankly, I'm thinking about the Warriors that we just talked about, and we like said, you know, they're probably not a playoff team. I mean, without Kawhi, like, is this team really better than the Warriors?
1: I I would say no, assuming assuming health stays, you know, relatively the same on all on all fronts. Um, I mean, I think the, the interesting thing, like you know, losing losing Beverly is more than fine. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would have brought in Eric Bledsoe, but I just I, I feel like this team doesn't really have guards or big guys. They just have a bunch of wings.
0: And frankly, this team's kind of old, like. Yeah. I mean, it just is. Yeah,
1: Batum, Batum and, yeah. and Ibaka, yeah. It's it's going to be a weird, like, just weird fits all over the place.
0: They're going to have to, like, kind of find their way to the playoffs. And then maybe, like, if they get in as a seven seed, they'll, you know, be able to give whoever the two seed is a tough time. But – yeah. I have another team in mind that I think is going to benefit from all of these older teams probably like struggling out of the gate. But we'll get to that later.
1: I think I know who you're talking about. Um, all right, another very interesting team that had a questionable offseason. The New York Knicks uh, kind of surprised the hell out of everyone last night or last year, um, and just they're. They had the potential to do you know, they entered this offseason with all of their draft picks, $50 million in cap space. They they rightfully extended Julius Randle after his his amazing season. Uh, but then they brought back Derek Rose, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, Taj Gibson, and they signed Kemba and Evan Fournier to a Fournier got a pretty big deal in particular.
0: I, well, I, I mean Go ahead. sorry. I,
1: I like I don't see how they're that much better than last year, standings well... wise.
0: I think there's – okay, so there's there's two ways to look at this, right? Because there's – are they better than last year, like, records, wa- record-wise and hierarchy-wise in the East? And I think the answer to that is no. But, like, does having Kemba on your roster instantly make you a better team than you were last I, year? Kemba,
1: Kemba wasn't – Kemba's not the issue I have with this offseason.
0: No, no. I, 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 well, okay, we can get that. But I, I think the answer is, like, they're a uh, – I don't know, more complete – they're a better team than they were last year, but I think the East, is, the East got better, and I think they benefited from some teams with injuries last year that I don't think they're going to finish higher than what they finished last year. Um, I, I think I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Um, so I, I do think they're in trouble. I don't think what Julius Randle did last year he can replicate. I think this team's a little bit in trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know that I'd go as far as not making the playoffs. Um... But I do think, I, no, I, I think I think they are definitely in trouble, especially if there's kind of some stumbling out of the gates. Like this team is not very young, and they're relying on both of both of their main point guards have a significant injury history to say the least. And if both of them go down, everything kind of goes to hell. Um,
0: How dare so, you yeah, say? I, right. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, I mean, Barrett looks looks better now, so that's that's good. But yeah, I just I don't see how it gets any better for the Knicks.
0: All right, uh, up next the oh. San Antonio Spurs. Um, so I mean, uh, it's how many of, San
1: Antonio Spurs can you name?
0: Well, I I just looked up their roster, so oh, okay. um, we're not gonna play this game. Um, but I think we played it last year and both failed miserably. Uh, look, new era in San Antonio, right? DeRozan's gone. Patty right. Collins. I mean, it, they were already transitioning over the last couple of years, but I mean, this roster looks. I mean, on. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, like holy hell! Dejounte Murray, Derek White, Doug McBuckets, Kelvin Johnson, Jakob Pertle, Derek White. I, uh, I said Derek White, but Lonnie Walker, like Devin Vassell, Brendan Fort, like for God's sake, I mean, ugh, I, yeah. The question maybe is, will the Spurs end up with the number one pick in the draft next year?
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I there, there are like there are a couple interesting pieces here, but not that make a good basketball team. Like Dejounte is good, Derek White's solid, Devin Vassell has potential. They seem to be really high on Josh Primo, um, but like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know until right now that Zach Collins went there. That's, I did not know that. And I think that kind of tells us
0: what. I didn't know that either.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, they picked up some assets this summer, but uh, this team
0: is going to be very bad. Well, wow, we've been really down on most of the teams we've like, picked so far. Let's pick some teams that we're high on.
1: I'm doing my best. It's not gonna get any better. The Detroit Pistons. Uh, hey. owners.
0: You are a hater.
1: Nine they so uh, a lot of it a lot of that hinges on a lot of the Detroit Pistons this year hinges on Kate Cunningham, who did not play tonight against the Bulls. Um, but obviously like we all love Cade Cade's great big fan Um, and honestly like the rest of that the rest of that core the young core that they have if Jeremy Grant I guess technically counts but Killian Hayes Isaiah Stewart Sadiq Bey like all very very exciting young players and there could be something brewing in Detroit I don't think it comes even close to realization this year Um, and besides that it's pretty much just a bunch of dudes like Corey Joseph, Rodney Magruder, Frank Jackson, Kelly O'Linick. Like I, you know, the point of this year should be get the young guys all the minutes they can reasonably handle and just work on work on
0: developing them. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, if you're if you're if you were a like a stock picker, this would be a stock you'd buy now because the return on it I think will be good. It's important to Like I think I think this is an exciting Yeah. You know, that I think will get people excited about basketball there, which I don't think there's been that much excitement about basketball there in a while. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what K- – admittedly, this is kind of a tough situation for K, but they got a lot of young guys, um, you know, that uh, there's, there's the potentials there for these guys to become, you know, a team that grows together, you know, over the course of the next couple of years. But, you know, Brett, I, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here. Like, I I could see this team being competitive this year. Um, I just, I think some of these teams in the East are dog shit. And, like, I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, this team's in the picture um, come, you know, the the flip of the calendar, at least.
1: I don't think that's going out on too much of a limb. Like, there are some really bad teams in the East, and if they get lucky with some injuries and everyone stays healthy, that's, uh, you know, if the young guys really come along, it's definitely possible.
0: Um, all right, we're gonna talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder next. Um, okay, so um, we are I guess I mean I just wanna just wanna give like uh, I just wanna give SGA like a hug, but I think like so there's there's a I think a couple of interesting dudes to watch on this team this year. I mean, Lou Dort has kind of morphed into, like, this legendary persona of a guy. And I think, you know, he'll get it, he'll get his shots this year. But it's it's really – it's Puko and Josh Giddy that I'm, like, curious to see whether they can kind of, like, make it work together. Because uh, you've got the potential for, like, a lot of, like, explosive scoring talent on here combined with, like, a lockdown defender and Dort. Like, there's there's some pieces here
1: yeah I it's just one of those things where it's like they kind of got to figure out how to put everything together um it's uh you know drafting giddy was interesting from a from a uh playmaking perspective i think you know they want him on the ball and they want to play shea off the ball which i think is is advantageous for our all all uh all parties involved but uh I mean, and you know, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Trey Man, like interesting draft picks, but like uh, they're gonna, they can't defend anybody. They're gonna be terrible again, and that's okay. Like they need to, they need to keep being bad for another couple years to kind of get that elite talent because no one else is coming to Oklahoma City right now. All right, now we have the Toronto Raptors. Um, Always an interesting case. They'll be playing the entire season back in their home country after spending most of the year in Tampa. Um, Obviously the big, the big addition is Scotty Barnes in the draft at number four, who brings a lot of really interesting playmaking abilities um, there. And then the, the sign and trade for Kyle Lowry that brought back Goran Dragic and uh, Precious Achua um, while obviously losing their, their stalwart longtime point guard. Um, I, I think this is kind of a year where you, you try and just figure out what you have. They're not going to compete, especially because Siakam's hurt for a bit. Um, and they re-signed Gary Trent, which is who came over in the Norm Powell trade. Um, I mean, like, you know, there, there are pieces, but I think this is kind of a year, like, they'll probably make the playoffs just because they have enough talent. But if Siakam's o- healthy, I guess I should add. But, like, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I, I actually, I, I think you're underestimating them a little bit. I mean, you know, Dragic is a winner. It's weird to hear myself say that, but, like... I, um, I agree. Ben Fleet's a winner. I mean, uh, yeah. like, like, their bench is going to be kind of good, right? Like, with Trent and Barnes and Boucher. And Sam
1: Decker. And like, Sam Decker. And uh, Sam Decker.
0: Yeah, and Isaac Bonga. Um, <laughs> uh. I, I, I mean, like, you, you've got winners on this team. You've got, you know, a, a winning stepdad coach. That's true. Um, and, and you've got a team that brings it on the defensive end every night. Yeah. It's defensive talent. That, that's going to win them some games, especially when they have Dragic and Van Fleet closing. And I think the other thing I'd pay attention to for everyone this year, you're going to take one thing away from this podcast. OG takes the step up this year with Siakam out. I think. I think you see him. Yeah. I'm not saying that he jumps to superstar, but this guy's gonna. This guy's gonna be taking big shots all year, and he's gonna do it successfully this year. Um, and he'll be the difference in making them that yeah. player in the playoff picture. At least. I
1: think. I think. I think. Actually, you're right. I'll, I'll revise my 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 position. I think. I think the five seeds not out of the realm of possibility for them.
0: Okay. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, so the Grizzlies had the entire NBA engaged when they beat the Jazz in game one last year. Um, with they did. It was a fun game. Seemingly dazzling. Um, and I think really the question is, so I, I think, I mean, when I look at this team, I kind of get like a Indiana Pacers like feel when I like look at this roster and like, you know, try to think about like, okay, how far can they go? Like, Morant's obviously a superstar in the league, but I, everyone who's listened to this knows that I feel very passionate that your team's ceiling isn't very high if the best player on your team is your point guard. And it's just because point guards have more limited ceilings than guys at other positions. Like, they've got nice pieces all throughout here. Um, but I just don't, um, like, I mean, what, what, what is a realistic expectation? But I mean, they're not a team that's good enough to get home court in the first round. Um,
1: no, but making it, yeah, making it out of the, making it out of the, either to the play in game or above, I think is a reasonable expectation. Like, you know, I think you can even put that as seven or eight seat as a reasonable expectation.
0: That's kind
1: of what they were last year, right? Ah, uh, they were they the, they were were they the nine
0: seed? Maybe I they were the nine seed. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I,
1: well, especially because Jaron Jackson was hurt for so long last year. Um, he he didn't play that many games. Um, the I mean, the interesting thing was trading essentially Jonas Jonas Valanciunas for Steven Adams, who like shrinks the floor, although he could could pair well with with Jaren Jackson let them let them move up to take Zagher Williams who like has a lot of potential, but probably not a contributor really this year. Um, But yeah, I I mean, you're counting on health if you, if you are the Grizzlies. Um, And I don't know. I, I think, I think, you know, six to eight should be an expectation just if you to kind of keep building on what you have and then hope that, Eventually, you can sign someone else to come with you.
0: The only shot that they have to be like legitimately good is if Dylan Brooks turns into a legitimate superstar. And I don't know that I see that happening. I don't see
1: that either. But I mean, you know, they've got some solid role players, and, uh, you know, we'll see what they can do this year. Uh, We have everyone's favorite team uh, to kind of project up this year, the Atlanta Hawks uh, coming off very interesting postseason run where they disposed of the New York Knicks very quickly and then beat the Sixers prompting, you know, shit we'll talk about later, I suppose. Um, But yeah, so obviously giving John Collins the big, the, the uh, big extension, Trey Young, the big extension, um, and then bringing in DeLon Wright, Gorgie Deng provides some scoring punch off the off the bench. Uh, and then Jalen Johnson, Sharif Cooper, very interesting draft picks for sure. Not really losing a whole ton, Tony Snell, I guess a little bit of shooting, Bruno Fernando. Uh, I guess the. I, in any conversation with the Hawks has to start with Trey Young. I mean, how good can he get this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I'll repeat what I just said about yeah. Brad. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know, you know, like, so, all right, what do you like when you typically have a team like this where they overachieve in the regular season and then they also overachieve in the postseason, you know, the the it's human nature to think that um that like okay, they're ready for the next step to truly be a contender in the East. Um and frankly um, I don't know that I see that. Um, now, they did get off to, like, a bad start last year, which maybe means they were under relative to their talent. I do really like a lot of things about this team. I like particularly, like, their defensive versatility with, like, Capella anchoring the back and, like, the number of guys that can come in and, you know, like, specialize in defense, like, or, or the kind of so-called 3 and D guys, you know, they've got, um, like, they've got bona fide scores, too. Um, you know, and then they have Trey that kind of, who kind of makes it all work. I mean, I think what we're going to see with a lot of these contenders in the East, except for really one, honestly, is that a lot of them are really dependent on... You, th- their their team goes with, with their one best player. Um, and that makes kind of all these teams vulnerable. If I were picking... I would not pick the Hawks to finish in the top three in the East next year. Um, but, like, I don't think they're going to finish lower than sixth. So I think they're a pretty good shoe in, you know, to, to be a team that is strong in the playoffs, but not a guarantee to, like, get out of the first round.
1: Yeah, I think for them, so, you know, and we're running along little longer, so I'll just wrap it up. But I think the key for them is grabbing that – any anything by that like that 4 and just to really kind of grab that home court advantage cuz that Atlanta we saw last season that makes a big difference um you know for for them but i think yeah i this this season again is like is is the core kind of together enough to take that next step together so i'm in, i'm interested i'm definitely interested to watch a lot of them this year
0: all right next we'll talk about the Houston Rockets so they're kind of the stars of the giraffe yeah. I guess at the very least. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I think we'll see how... I uh, We'll see, you know, I, I mean, this seems not going to be good this year, but at least they have, uh, in Jalen Green, like, you know, a, a guy to watch. Uh, yeah. I, I don't really know what else I have to say other than, like, push, Christian Wood's kind of fun, but, like... Uh, it, this is going to be all about when when the Rockets come to your town. You know, it's all going to be about Jalen Green.
1: Yeah, and I think another guy I'm interested in watching, especially based on the reports out of out of training camp of the preseason, is Al, Alper and Shengun. Um, the 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 other one of the two bigs they drafted. Um, he's been apparently getting a lot of run uh, in the preseason, um, starting when Daniel Tice was resting. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them give him a lot of minutes this year just to kind of work on developing him. because as as I've said for years and years and years just the thing you have to do with these guys even especially on these really bad teams because the Rockets are going to be really bad just get them all the minutes that you can to really kind of bring them up to speed and kind of accelerate their timeline if you can
0: and I this is the last thing I'll add on that so it's going to be interesting to see how they use their big minute and then this year because yes very anti-rocket but Remember, they didn't just draft Sangin; They drafted Garuba, Us- Us- yeah. who they, they, They're two big guys. that kind of play a little bit differently. But, you know, they've got Tice and, like, Christian Wood. And so, like, I mean, they're definitely going to have to play some two big men lineups, which feels weird for, like, the Rockets of what we've known of them over the last couple of years. Yeah, I know seriously. It's like a different kind of running things there. But we'll see how that plays out.
1: Yep. All right. We have... Ooh, it's gonna be a fun one. It's time for everyone's favorite segment: fire that guy. That is also that was my surprise in my in my hat. Uh, so for those those unaware, uh, this is this is a rarity as this is always at the end of our our podcast uh, where we uh, talk about people in our lives that need to be fired. So, um, Steve, what do you got?
0: So I'm not gonna fire a person, but I'm gonna fire a concept. Um, Ooh, firing
1: a state of mind. I like it.
0: I'm gonna fire fall weddings. Um, if but if, I'm gonna file I'm gonna file this
1: under the most Steve thing I think I could hear. But yes, continue.
0: I, I take that as a compliment. Like, look, I mean, look, I just I just have something to say to everybody out there who's ever thinking about having a wedding. Do not have a fall wedding. Like, just don't like you are literally being one of the most selfish people out there to do that Um, to all the people that have other things that they like to be doing in the fall. They don't want to be at your wedding. No one wants to be there. There's a reason why there's always like 15 people standing in the corner at every wedding, like looking on someone's phone. It's because they care about what's going on on their phone there more than they care about what's going on at your wedding. So just do all your friends a favor. Don't have a fall wedding. Like the weather's great in April or May, you know, like, just don't do it. Kind of like I'm gonna sa- don't
1: go. I'm gonna I'm gonna save this this rant. And when you inevitably end up with a fall wedding, I'm gonna laugh. I'll, I'll just play it over the loudspeaker the entire time. I will I will become a DJ so I can I can be the DJ at your wedding and then and then go do that. <laughs> well, um,
0: without uh, without.
1: Wait, I don't I don't get to fire that guy. No, no, you don't. Am I fired from my fire that guy segment? <laughs> we are going through fire that guy section. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, I'll just. I'll. I'll, I'll leave this. Uh, i I guess I'll leave this fairly brief. Um, I, there, we were uh, doing an oral argument, a practice oral argument for my uh, uh, my one of my classes yesterday, and we have to present a brief and do an oral argument about it. And uh, our professor brought in a couple guest judges and uh, there was one guy, his first question to me was a rip off of a Simpsons joke. And like, I didn't get it until later, but like, man, you gotta, gotta fire that guy. I also just fire, fire him also for pointing out that only certain people in our class were uh, being the aggressive ones when their arguments were not, but yeah, the Simpsons joke in a, in a court proceeding. Uh, I don't know. Normally I find it funny, but it was maybe, maybe tangent for way too long and it was a pain in the ass. So fire that guy.
0: Right, you know what I just picked next.
1: Did you pick the Supan segment? I did.
0: <laughs> yes! I was, hoping, I was hoping that it would either
1: be right next to each other or they'd both be at the end.
0: Well, it's time for the Jeff Supan segment, so you're up.
1: All right, and for, for those who don't know the Supan segment, we uh, pay homage to the patron saint of the podcast, Jeff Supan, by talking about any and everything average. Uh, so, I for mine, I am going to talk about proofreading it's very important it often gets left behind uh proofread your stuff kids I was writing a different assignment for this legal writing class and um I left a placeholder in for myself to come back to which was just three lines of gibberish and then I didn't come back to it and didn't turn it in and turned it in that way and I just got a comment from my professor that was saying it was just like three question marks and I was like god damn it so, proofread. It's not fun. It's not sexy. But it'll it'll uh, it'll make your day a whole lot easier. Um, so yeah, that's that's my that's my Supon segment.
0: And by the way, I would just like to add, um, Jeff Supan isn't just our folk hero and saint, but I think it's important to point out that he is also a former NLCS MVP. And obviously, with the NLCS going on right now, um, I think that's it's a more timely than ever to point that out. Um, all right, I'm going to talk about the package delivery system that's in place in my building, Um, and I'll try to keep this as as brief as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me let me explain to you how this works. (laughs) As we lose listeners, uh, like, I don't even know if you're thinking if you're
1: thinking of stopping, we have a special announcement coming at the end of this podcast. So you don't want to miss that.
0: Way to, way to save me there. Um, OK, so here's how it works. Um, so there there's been some turnover among the doormen at the building recently. So you know, they tried to implement something slightly more formal for how they take inventory of the packages they get delivered. So what literally happens is they have a sheet of paper. Like they have a sheet of paper where you literally record, like someone handwrites writes the date that the package is delivered um, like what the package is effectively, you know, it has some like number assigned to it. And then they put their initials, you know, depending on who the doorman is, they put their initials next to it and you're supposed to sign for it whenever you get it. Problem is there's a lot of people that live at this building. And so there's thus a lot of packages that get delivered to it. Um, and in the age of technology, the way that they inform you that you have a package delivered um, isn't by some sort of like automated text or email system. They literally take a piece of blue tape and put it on your mailbox. But they don't like, Oh my God. Let's say, let's say you're gone for a week and you get five packages. Like you'll just see the piece of blue tape there. You don't know whether you have five packages. You don't know whether you have two packages. You don't know whether like you don't know, you know, whether you have any packages at all. Cause sometimes they put it on the wrong mailbox and, there's often a day delay between, like, say you get something from Amazon and you say it's delivered. They're, they they don't record it immediately, so like you might go down there that night and it might not be in there. Uh, that's to say, the old doorman that I have didn't give a shit about this recording thing, so they just gave you your package when you showed up there. The new guys haven't aren't quite down with cause, if you know what I mean. So yeah, you go there they pull out the little binder with all you know 15 sheets of packages recorded on it. And they're like, when did you get your package? I don't know, three days ago, four days ago. And they're just flipping page after page, page after page. It's five to seven minutes of this. Product. Oh uh, my God. So if I can find it, and I'm like, dude, it's literally like sitting right there. I can see right there. Like, ah, uh, you know, like, uh, when did you get it? You know, I don't know who recorded it. Um, literally, uh, delivery uh building management companies it's time to get with the 21st century At least use a microsoft excel file to do this so you can do it a little bit easier that's all i have to say
1: um, all right wow. yeah, that's and if you have and if you have anything that you want to talk about that's average feel free to send us an email at two years away pod at gmail.com i'm going to stop the rest no, of
0: this. no one actually does they want to hear us talk about the new orleans pelicans next
1: or you can send steve a package and he'll eventually get it after five to seven minutes of waiting no,
0: Thank actually, you. though, it's your turn, so we'll
1: have to wait on the Pelicans. Things are going great over here. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so I think Giannis can shoot threes now, and that's pretty terrifying. Um, I mean, the Bucks, you know, uh, they they basically keep the band back together from the— uh, Hey. From the— championship team. They traded for Grayson Allen, uh, who's going to probably get a lot of run, honestly, early in the season as Dante DiVincenzo comes back um, from uh, uh, surgery, I think. Um, And hold on, sorry, just pulling up. Uh, It was interesting to see Jordan Nora play point guard last night, so I'm interested to see kind of what he can bring to the table. Uh, They lost folk hero Bobby Portis uh, and kind of re-signed George Hill. But uh, the big thing is obviously keeping keeping Giannis, and they did that already. So I don't really know what else there is to say besides they're going to be really good again and probably will win the title.
0: How do you kind of sign George Hill? Um, but I digress. All um, right, uh, Bucks in six. All right, let's talk about the Pelicans. Um, so the <laughs> Pelicans. Um, I mean, so. Big thing here is really, can Zion stay healthy? Right. Uh,
1: and clearly, think, the answer's no so far.
0: I think this is a top-8 team in the West, weirdly. Yeah. Like a solid bench, uh, which seems, like, important. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, Devontae Graham, um, Zion, Ingram... Like yeah, this is this is this is a, this is a, this is your eighth seed in the West,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I like Garrett Temple, Satoransky, Valanciunas is is good. They just extended him. New coach and Willie Green. I'm interested to see kind of what happens with that. See if any of the rumors around Zion's camp being unhappy with how things are going over there are true. But yeah, I mean, if Zion's not healthy, this team isn't very good. Correct. So. I mean Ingram Ingram has turned into a really really good NBA player. Um, and I'm I'm glad he has I'm glad he's kind of figured out how to be and I'm I'm sure he's uh you know going to be I'm sure he'll continue to be good but I mean are, are they starting are they starting Devontae Graham at point guard? Like is that that's the thing now? Yeah, it's
0: the thing now.
1: I don't know. I don't think it's a top 8 team in the West. But that's why we have the podcast. All right. Maybe the biggest story of the last few weeks, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Obviously, again, there is kind of a theme here. The elephant in the room is what the hell are they doing with Ben Simmons? What the hell is Ben Simmons doing? He's most recently seen getting kicked out of practice on Tuesday and going to the strip club immediately after when he did not want to do defensive drills. Um, uh, They brought in Andre Drummond. Sure. I, they, you know, no more Dwight. Um, they re-signed Embiid. Um, Danny Green still around on a, on a contract extension or re-signing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't, we won't, we won't know anything about this team until, or if Sim until yeah, basically until Simmons is traded, right?
0: I, I think what we're gonna find is that Ben Simmons is replaceable, um, and I think uh, you're gonna see actually this team play a little bit more free on offense. Um, and frankly, free on
1: offense, free on offense, sure, but like their defense is going to take a big hit.
0: Yeah, but no one plays defense, yeah anymore. Uh, no, okay, and then, we'll see. Um, hey, like they last year was a year they wanted to forget in terms of their playoff performance. I think you're going to see a different team. I think you're going to see a bolder team. They're going to trade Simmons. And I think they're going to get um. You know, at least one other piece that could probably help them win. Um, and you know, I think the East is going to be tougher, but um, I think you're going to see a lot of guys pissed, um, play with purpose. And I'd expect another good regular season out of Philly. Um, jury's not on the playoffs, but I expect another good. Yeah. Out of them.
1: Yeah, they got a, they got enough talent to to keep them fighting for a good spot in the playoffs. So I think I think that's
0: okay. a good place there. Um. So, I think we're now at the point where it's, like, what, year three, three. year four of Luca Four. Four. Uh, four. So, this team hasn't really changed very much. Um, And, like, uh, yeah, honestly, like.
1: They're going to stop giving Tim Hardaway this much money. Yeah,
0: like, I, I don't know. I mean, they just ran it back with a team of, like. You know second and third wheelers that just aren't like very good, so I don't really know. I mean, the whole thing that happened in the offseason with the coaching staff was you know, in the front office was weird. Yeah, Shit, dude, I, I mean,
1: we, we, I think we have, and I think we have enough evidence to show clearly that Jason Kidd is not a good coach.
0: I mean, honestly, we, we've like relegated every team in the West to not making the playoffs, like maybe the Warriors, I, the seed. Okay, speak speak for yourself, buddy.
1: <laughs> Maybe there will be three teams in the playoffs this year. Who knows? Who's to say? Anything could happen. <laughs> no, I, I mean, Lucas Lucas is good enough to put this team in the playoffs. They're not going to win a series unless he goes like just totally Super Saiyan.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, I
1: they brought in Reggie Bullock. And then nothing else, really. And that's not enough to get this team over the hump.
0: I agree.
1: Luke is awesome. Watch the maps for that reason. Um, all right. You're on the clock, Steve. The Washington Wizards.
0: Oh, God. I think we should. Uh, How many Washington what? Wizards?
1: How many? Do have? Okay. Do you have the roster up? No,
0: I don't.
1: Okay, do you want to pull the roster up and see if we can do it?
0: Um, you can, you can pull the. Uh, well, I mean, all right. Let's just let's take fifteen seconds and see how many we can name.
1: Okay, fine. Uh, Bradley Beal. Bertons. Daniel Gafford.
0: Uh, um Thomas Bryant.
1: Kyle Kuzma.
0: Um. Uh, that should include you in another one. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I can keep going oh, if you want. Uh, oh, Rui, Rui. KCP. Okay, we're doing better than I thought. All right, we got some. We are
1: doing better than I thought. Um, all
0: right, that's, that's all we're going to talk about. Oh,
1: and Montrez Harrell got a technical foul for getting into a fight with Drake tonight. That's a thing that happened.
0: <laughs> all right, um, next. We're going to yeah. talk about the Portland Trailblazers. No. Uh, Chauncey Billups, their head coach, got a new and revamped roster full of role players. Um,
1: replacing include, the old and revamped roster full of role players
0: that uh, include, uh, um, Cody, Cody Zeller. This team, holy smokes, That for um, trick or treat Tony's Ooh. on the team. Um, good guy. Wait. Um, Oh, that trick
1: and trick or treat, Larry Nance,
0: the one that was just indicted on a gambling drug. Um Yeah. All right. This is this is going to be the team that I referenced earlier that's going to benefit from all these other teams the sucking. Get ready for another three-seeded Portland Trail Blazers this year that will probably lose in the first round. Um,
1: that's yeah, I, I mean, Lillard, McCollum, and Powell is like a lot of fun, and Nurkic is good when he's healthy, but like. And actually, Larry Nance probably fits in pretty well next to Nurkic, but like, eh, yeah, we Dame's going to go nuts for like half the season, and yeah, like you said, three or four seeded Portland that loses in the first round. That that seems about right. Again. All right. Boston Celtics. Very, it's interesting. I don't know that it's good, but it's interesting. They got Al Horford back.
0: Big Al, not not the Al, not Al Jefferson,
1: not Al Jefferson. I mean, I don't. The like, you know, you've got Tatum and Brown entrenched as your guys. Peyton Pritchard kind of came into his own last year. You bring in Schroeder. Josh Richardson, if he can get out of whatever got into him last year, is you know a serviceable guy. Um. I just think on paper they're way better than uh, they will be in person, like in reality.
0: Yeah, I mean, actually, though, I do think Bryan and Tatum, that's kind of enough to win them a first round series in the. Yeah. I don't know, though like as we start talking about all these TVs, which we still haven't hit a, at least two of the other good ones that I want to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think with with this with the with the Brown Tatum thing, it's just gonna be like, all right, can you win a big game? Um, I don't know. It'd be fun to watch Time Lord like get real minutes this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's good. That was a pretty solid extension for them. Four years, forty-seven mil. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be good, but not that good. Like they're not, they're not gonna miss the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, are they gonna win more than one series? I doubt it.
0: All right, let's talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh
1: God. Can we not? Can we just not?
0: Yeah. All right. We're not. All right.
1: Ant Man's cool. I like Ant Man. Yeah, me too. The Miami Heat, a very, very interesting team that I am very happy to talk about now. Um, I mean, the big, the big thing for the Heat this year is obviously the Kyle Lowry trade. Uh, so, bringing in Lowry, sending out uh, Drogic and uh, Precious Achua out to Toronto. Uh, They also, I forgot they signed PJ Tucker and they also have Markeef. But they locked up Duncan Robinson for big money. And uh, I'm not outwardly sure how much better he can get. He's very good, but I'm not outwardly sure how much better he can get. Uh, The Ola Depot re signing is definitely a question mark until he's healthy. Um, I don't know why Udonis Haslam isn't just on the bench in a suit all of the time. but yeah, I mean, you got you got a lot of great pieces here. Bam just keeps getting better and better. Uh, Butler obviously is great, you know, and they've got a comp- the complimentary star. The complimentary player are good. Robinson's good. Hero had a bad year last year, but but definitely can bounce back. Um, there, there's a lot to like about this team.
0: I think this team is going to win the. Uh, that's. You this
1: gonna, did you say you're they're going to win the East? Yeah.
0: I think that's that's my yeah. full prediction. It's the team that's built to win in the playoffs. Um, I know the Oladipo, and, and, and to be clear, I don't mean win the regular season. I mean like win. The- no,
1: you, you go. You mean go to the finals?
0: Yeah. Um, I think when Oladipo comes back, I know there's uh, concern about the injury, obviously, but like when he comes back, whoa, got a lot of weapons here. Um, I think this team wins the East.
1: I think they're going to be the third seed and probably make it to the conference finals, but I don't know if they're going to make, I don't know if they're going to make the final, but yeah, I think I think this team is going to be really, really good. And I'm excited to like, watch them. All
0: right. Uh, the team that won the West last year, the Phoenix Suns. Um, so the question is, is is there any sort of regression to the mean with these guys, which everyone, including, was expecting last year. It didn't happen. Rumors about kind of trouble in paradise with uh, with Aiden a- signing an extension. For the most part, I mean, it looks like, you know, they return at least all their starters. Um, Landry well, Shamik's now on the Suns.
1: Yeah, the, and then they just signed him to a, a bigger extension than I was a fan of, especially considering that they wouldn't just... Offer eight in the max. So, all sorts of weird stuff. Robert, yeah, it, gonna it, Robert it, Sarver is always
0: going to be Robert Sarver. Some depth, it looks like. I think, you know, the great Cam Johnson maybe takes a step up this year. I just, I don't know if they can repeat what they did last year, frankly. But I think they're safely in the playoffs next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I see no reason why. I mean, and of course, like, you know, it's it's worth pointing out that their first series against the Lakers was, was definitely uh, – kind of had some question marks given the injuries that the Lakers suffered. But it's still going to be a really good team. You know, you you you, get your, you have your veteran point guard and then you have two, star, two other stars and a significant amount of weapons off the bench. It's um, that's a, that's a recipe for success in the NBA. All right. Chicago Bulls. Uh, the big question is going to be, can this team stop anybody defensively?
0: I think the yeah. answer is yes, um, and I think they're they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, sure,
1: I, I I think it would be an I mean it'd be an abject failure if they didn't make the playoffs, and I think they're good enough to do that. But like, this team is not one of the five best teams in the East.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think they are either. Um,
1: and that's okay. Like they're relevant again, and and that's what we can be happy about. But like, let's let's have everyone pump the brakes a little bit on the Bulls here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think they could win a playoff series if they got the right matchup and things shook out right. Uh, but I think with them, yeah, it's one step at a time.
1: Right, like you know, the offense in theory, besides tonight, should should gel and give give kind of a bunch of guys the opportunity to score a lot of points. But I mean, you've got basically three known terrible defenders in your starting lineup, and really only one guy that can give you meaningful two-way contributions off the bench. And that's – don't love that. They'll be better than last year, though, and that's what matters.
0: On to an interesting team in the West, the Utah Jazz. Ah. Um, so, Jazz got the number one overall seed last year, the really good regular season. Um. I – so, you know, hopefully they'll love a healthy Conley. You know, health was a problem with these guys. I think yeah. with Mitchell and Conley. Um, I think the thing that interesting I didn't realize they now have Hassan Whiteside. Um, and Rudy Gay. And Rudy Gay. So they added some veteran. Bad um, guys. Um, drafted Jared Butler. Um, which is kind of like a win-now move. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what to say because I think kind of like the Nuggets, it's going to come down to, like, can they ever just, like, execute in a playoff series where you feel like like now's their time to win it. Um, I don't know. It felt like they kind of choked against the, the Clippers last year. I just I don't know that I've seen anything for this team to prove to me that they're championship caliber.
1: Yeah, I mean, if one of your best players is getting played off the floor in the playoffs, there's a ceiling on you. And until they figure out how to how to have Gobert stay on the floor in the playoffs, there's there's going to be a limit on what they can actually do. Um you know, I mean, you know, Mitchell's Mitchell's great, Conley's good. They've got a really good set of role players. Ingles, Royce O'Neal, uh, kind of all these guys they can bring off the bench. But, yeah, it just comes down to can they actually do it in the postseason, and I don't know about that. All right. Now, the team that everyone has been waiting for, your Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, my. Uh, God. Honestly, like, there's there are a couple things to be excited about in, in Cavs land. I would say Um,
0: Dylan Windler.
1: always Dylan Windler. I mean, Darius Garland is proving to be way better than I had expected, especially at this point in his career. They drafted Evan Mobley who like will probably need a year or two, but there's a lot to like about him. Um, The issue is basically the rest of the team. Um, I mean, bringing back Ricky Rubio is an interesting move locking up Jarrett Allen. I don't, love exactly how much they paid for him. And the same would go with what they ended up giving Lowry Markin in over four years. Um, Colin Sexton is like a weird fit with this team because like the ball should be in Garland's hands more. Um, But you've got, you know, Isaac Okoro's, uh, you know, an interesting guy. Um, And honestly, like the kind of the just talent they have is maybe enough to get them into the play in game. And that would be a, a huge win for Cleveland at this point.
0: No, no. My question is, is this team worse than the Spurs? Um, this team is
1: yeah. not worse than
0: the Spurs. You don't think they're worse than the Spurs? I
1: don't think they're worse
0: than the Spurs. Interesting. Um, interesting. Some interesting, like, uh, blasts from the past names here on this roster. Lamar Stevens, Kevin Pagas, oh, wow. Denzel Valentine.
1: Yeah, because Valentine was in the sign-and-trade for... Nance and Derek Jones. God, what a sad trade.
0: In some eerie irony, um, the last team that I have in my hat um, weirdly connected to the Cavs with the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So, I think all these guys might be ready to move into their retirement homes after the season. Um, but really, the question is, you know, the Lakers are at a disappointing end of their season, they make the Westbrook trade, um, you know, they sign all these guys, uh, all these guys that kind of like want one more run at it um, in free agency like Carmelo and Dwight Howard. You know, you've also got your household names like Malik Monk, Wayne Ellington, Kendrick Nunn. Um, hopping along I don't think the- any
1: of those guys are household names. Just gonna. Go, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop you right there.
0: That was a joke, Brett. Right? You didn't think it was uh, funny. Um,
1: you, you sounded too earnest.
0: I'm sorry. And Trevor Ariza, and Avery Bradley, and Kent Bates. How many times has
1: Trevor Ariza been on the Lakers?
0: Eleven. Um, uh, is this team the best team in the West? How about I ask you that question?
1: Uh, no, this is only his second time on the Lakers huh uh yeah no who's better i'd probably still have the suns as better than them
0: yeah i think the nuggets are too
1: the nuggets the jazz maybe not the jazz well are you saying like they're obviously not from a record standpoint right but like who would win in a seven game series
0: you really think the Jazz would beat these guys in a seven-game
1: series? No, no, no. I'm asking what you're. I'm asking what you're. Yeah, yeah, like. Oh, seven-game series, then yeah, the Nuggets and the Suns.
0: That's it. I don't know. Yeah, Portland's not better I, than them. No, Portland. Oh,
1: god, no. Portland might end up higher than them, but I mean, like there, there's enough. Shooting on this roster, so that you'd think that everyone wouldn't just like go cold all at once, right?
0: Yeah.
1: The expect the X factor this entire season is going to be what Westbrook thinks he's doing there. Yeah. That's 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 how the season's going to go for these guys, because he's probably going to play a lot more games than LeBron and AD will. Yeah. From an in load management They're, perspective, and that's actually probably better for him then, because he'll be able to do whatever he wants on the court.
0: Going to come down to where, uh, how they execute late and close games in the the playoffs. Yeah. uh, And I think everyone knows that. And they failed miserably last year. So we'll see if having Westbrook helps or hurts them there. Obviously, there's a lot of people in the media that think it'll hurt, but it may actually help because he's a really good passer. Um, Yeah.
1: The facility is going to be really good. It's just, you know, those five times a game where he just pulls up for a contested mid-range that he doesn't make. And if that, you know, that, that could be the, the difference in in some of these close playoff games where I, I don't think it'll really matter in the regular season.
0: All right, dude. Um, so I think, I think
1: before we go, I think it's time to make the announcement uh, that Steve and I will, uh, in addition to this podcast that you all know and love, uh, we will be launching a big 10 basketball uh, podcast, uh, kind of in the coming weeks before the season starts, uh, it does not yet have a name. We are, we are still, uh, my, my lawyers have been going back and forth with his lawyers. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a whole tenuous situation. Um, but that's for them to figure out. And, uh, for me to report to you later, uh, for us to report to you later, um, we are, you know, we're hoping to, hoping to have it be a weekly thing, uh, and maybe get some friends on the show as well, and uh, bring you all all the basketball, all the Big Ten basketball news uh, you have wanted, and a bunch that you didn't. So uh, I hope you guys are excited as we are. I'm, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and we we will be obviously continuing with with two years away because truly we are all always two years away. And, and uh, yeah, you, you can you can kill it off here.
0: All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Looking forward to an exciting NBA season, and um, we appreciate you as always. Um, Thanks, and tune in next time.